0: Do you struggle with a lack of focus or energy? The team at Physician Designed knows the feeling, and they can help. Brain Support Micro PQQ and Microactive CoQ10 both use a proprietary blend of PQQ and CoQ10 to maximize the boost you need without any negative side effects. Studies show that Brain Support Micro PQQ and Microactive CoQ10 lower fatigue, anxiety, and depression, while increasing mental acuity and awareness. Feel the difference for yourself today. You can save 30% on your next order at PhysicianDesigned.com. Just use the code Genius during checkout. Again, that's Genius to get 30% off at PhysicianDesigned.com.
1: Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense, common knowledge, or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do, but only 0.1%. A real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field: sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs.
2: Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast. My guest today is Meg Sargent. She's in sales. The company is called Farm From a Box. It's an off-grid toolkit for sustainable agriculture. So we're going to go into what Farm from a Box is about and a bit of Meg's background. Welcome, Meg. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
2: Well, cool. Tell me about your background and then what formed the premise of uh, Farm from a Box.
3: You know, when I look back, I don't really know if there's any way that I couldn't become a horticulturist. So my my degrees in horticulture, I come from a long line of farmers and growers on both sides of my family. So it's always been something I was interested in. But really, my interest in this work came from helping my dad turn our tiny little Milwaukee backyard into a really productive fruit and vegetable garden when I was a kid. And, you know, when I was young, I didn't really realize the significance of that. But when I got into high school and college, I realized that that really wasn't a common experience for everyone. So, you know, that was such a formative experience, both growing the food that we ate, but also realizing that other people weren't quite as lucky. So that's really, you know, what sparked my passion for food and farming and what drives a lot of my work now. I think that food and cooking and farming is it's such an integral part of the human experience. And I think that everyone deserves to have that same connection to their food in terms of of course access to healthy ingredients but you know to also be able to nurture the emotional and cultural aspects of their well-being too. So that's really what farm from a box is about. We we've designed this off-grid toolkit and our main goal really is to help communities produce their own food. So of course we're addressing you know the physical well-being, access to healthy food, but a big part of you know building food independence is Helping communities grow culturally affirming foods too.
2: What is that? What do you mean a toolkit? what What does this mean? What What do you guys offer? Like a, a way for people to grow it hydroponically, or I
3: don't. So it's not hydroponic. We were built out of a shipping container, but in contrast to every other shipping container farm, we are designed for outdoor regenerative farming.
2: Okay, so is it a like an open shipping container, or do you um, do you start? The plants let's say in the shipping container and then they get moved outside like how does this work you know if someone gets one and works with it
3: so great question so it's it's built out of the shipping container if you want to think of it in the sense that you know the shipping container is sort of like the brain of the infrastructure so our system is built out of a shipping container but it's it's not hydroponic and that's in contrast to all of the other shipping container systems out there so we are built for outdoor regenerative farming And our system includes all of the core components you need to run a productive and sustainable farm. So it's really an all-in-one system. And when I say all-in-one, I mean that we have solar power, a a battery for reliable energy storage. We include a water pump and filter, a drip irrigation system. There's integrated cold storage, Wi-Fi connectivity. And we have a data platform that helps the farmers conserve their resources and monitor the health of their entire farm, from the technology to their soil health.
2: Well, you said it's uh, outdoor, inside of a shipping container. I mean, I guess that's considered indoors. So how does the shipping container interface with the rest of the uh, the farming? Again, do you start plants in the shipping container and they move outside, or how does it work?
3: Nope. So there's no growing inside the shipping container at all. The shipping container is, I guess it serves as sort of a central hub for the farm. So Inside the container itself, about half of the container is a walk in cold storage unit, and the other half has a work table. It houses you know the the wi fi modem and all of the little bits and pieces of the brain that that run the data system so there's no plants grown inside the container itself; all of the infrastructure okay. supports outdoor growing the traditional in field soil farming.
2: A mobile office with instrumentation, communication, storage, all that stuff is what it sounds like, that the company is the outdoor growing.
3: Exactly. So when Farm from a Box first started, the idea really was to make this mobile infrastructure um, that could, you know, theoretically be picked up and moved from place to place. That idea has really grown over time and we see it less as a mobile infrastructure now and more of a turnkey toolkit that can be quickly deployed to jumpstart food production pretty much anywhere in the world.
2: So, what does sustainable agriculture mean for someone that doesn't know? What are the elements of it that make it
3: that? That's a great question. There's a lot of components to it. I think that the big ones are probably going to be, you know, soil health. Regenerative agriculture is is having a big moment right now because there's a lot of talk about rebuilding our soil health um, because it's so important in terms of are we able to yield enough crops? Are the crops, you know, going to be nutrient dense? But we also, you know, focus on things like water conservation. We also focus, you know, transitioning our, our food system away from the traditional heavy polluting fossil fuel infrastructure by using solar power. So there's a lot of different components to sustainability. And really what we've tried to do is is bring all these different pieces together and take all of the guesswork out of sourcing all of these sustainable climate smart infrastructure components.
2: Well, yeah, I've spoken to some people that do outdoor farming. So regenerative, from what I understand, it involves cover crops it involves not monoculture, no till of the soil. I mean, things like that. You know, using your own compost as fertilizer for the next round, et cetera. So, is your, does your system help people to do those things, or is it more like you said, the uh, you know, using solar and these other technologies that uh, you know are supposed to be green?
3: It's both. So we are really designed to support and enhance the impacts of regenerative farming, and so all of the farms we work with either were regenerative from the beginning before we started working with them or have transitioned into regenerative farming. And, you know, we're able to support regenerative farming because we use things like drip irrigation, which protects soil health and grows more nutrient dense crops uh, without the need for heavy synthetic fertilizer applications. And so our system is really designed to integrate perfectly with regenerative farms and kind of double down on the impact that all of those incredible practices that you mentioned, things like Crop rotation and cover cropping and agroforestry already have.
2: Okay. What do you guys consider the most important aspects of uh, regenerative farming? You know, let's say someone for some reason, I don't know, it's all new to them, they can't do everything at once. What is your recommendation of some of the first things that people should do with your system? They going out, you know, they may not utilize every bell and whistle of it, but on a basic level, how do they start utilizing it in the right way?
3: Oh, that's an interesting question. I don't know if anyone's ever asked me that question. That's a really interesting question. I, I oh, would no say that.
2: <laughs> well, well, I know, like I, you know, I've I've bought stuff that's technically complicated. So you know, when you when you first use it, you're like overwhelmed. So I would think, like, some people unintentionally or intentionally would just only use a small part of it, <laughs> either by mistake or because they're just overwhelmed. So
3: yeah, no, that's that's a great question. What, what is that? Really, I know our system seems complicated because it does have a lot of components, but you know, it's really not. And the reason I say that is. For background, I've been farming for about 10 years and the the components of our system is it's infrastructure that most farms already, ha- you know, most farms already have a cold storage unit. Most farms already have an irrigation system of some sort, you know, and and it's not necessarily that we're trying to reinvent the way people are farming or drastically change the way that they're farming. Um, we're just we're helping them shift towards more environmentally friendly, sustainable practices And so I guess I I don't know that there would be a certain component of the system that a lot of people would use before the others, just because they all sort of work together. It works as one sort of dynamic system where every sort of piece works together.
0: Before we continue, I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to 2,700 plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science visit findinggeniuspodcast.com and click support us today. Now back to the show.
2: Have you seen people use the system in ways you guys didn't envision that surprised you in a good way?
3: Yeah, actually, I have a great example of that. And I mean, this, this really speaks to the flexibility of our system, which definitely I would love to dive into a little bit more, but essentially our system can be configured specifically to the farm that it's going to be deployed on. So we don't really believe in this idea of, you know, one size fits all technology. And so there's this farm, Rebel Earth Farms, that we work with. They're out on Pine Ridge Ridge Reservation in South Dakota, and it's a Lakota-led farm. And, you know, what I've learned from them is that the Lakota were not traditionally an agrarian people. They did not farm historically. Their food sources were the buffalo and wild foods that they would gather. And so, what we've done for Rebel Earth is we've configured the solar power of their system to power the heat in their high tunnels. And so they're able to grow for longer periods of the year, you know, extend their growing season. But within their high tunnels, they're researching ways to grow traditional wild foods that the Lakota people were eating. And so they're trying to say, okay, can we, you know, produce these foods in more of a traditional farming setting? And if we produce them on a farm, Will they have the same, you know, medicinal properties? The same flavor? Will, will it be culturally acceptable to produce some on the farm? And so I think that's definitely an example of a way that, you know, our system can integrate in a way that's a bit unexpected or or not as much of a traditional, you know, commercial farm.
0: Do you struggle with a lack of focus or energy? The team at Physician Designed knows the feeling, and they can help. Brain Support Micro PQQ and Microactive CoQ10. Both use a proprietary blend of PQQ and CoQ10 to maximize the boost you need without any negative side effects. Studies show that brain support micro PQQ and microactive CoQ10 lower fatigue, anxiety, and depression while increasing mental acuity and awareness. Feel the difference for yourself today. You can save 30% on your next order at physiciandesigned.com. Just use the code genius during checkout. Again, that's genius. To get 30% off at PhysicianDesign.com.
2: Does the uh, does your system have a, I don't know, a, a file of all the crops that uh, it has understanding of of how to grow? You know, how long it takes to grow them and how long they need to be in a blackout period of any and that kind of stuff? Because you mentioned a few times that you work with different cultures, so they may grow stuff that you're not familiar with or is not in your list. So I don't know if you guys you know, account for that at all or, or how does that work?
3: So we don't have a we don't have necessarily a, a list or or I guess in, you know instructions of, of how to grow this or how to grow that. But you know we're not really trying to decide what people are growing. We're not trying to change the way people are farming. People know how to farm. Communities have been farming for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Um, and so when we you know integrate with a farm, whether it's the, the farm that we work with in Tanzania or a farm we work with in. South Dakota or, you know, West Sacramento, each one of them is growing different crops, but the flexibility of our system lets us configure the drip irrigation and the, you know, the the water flow rate and the water filter specifically to their needs, to their crop plan. And so when a farm approaches us and is interested in farm from a box, we spend a really long time learning about their farm. We learn, you know, what their challenges are, their, their production goals what they're interested in growing, and that lets us configure the system specifically to their needs.
2: Well, again, though, I mean, a library would be helpful if I'm growing, you know, 15 different things and I'm in, uh, you know, Texas and you have a library that says, hey, you know, according to your climate, you can grow this, that, and the other. Did you know? I say, "Ooh, all right, I want to start growing that. Why not have a library of information for people that are in different areas where they can get new ideas to grow things? Maybe they didn't know how to grow or it could grow before.
3: Yeah, it's an interesting thought. I think that you know we don't have that because we work with folks who are already farming, and, and like I said, people people know how to farm. We're we're working with people who have been farming already, and and you know I think a a big challenge with that would just be that we work across the world, and there are just so many different crops that uh, it, it seems like a big task to have a sort of individualized specific library for each location you know i think it's a fantastic idea um and we've talked internally about you know we would love to create some sort of uh communication board or or online resource for our farmers to share knowledge and ask questions and and learn from each other but as far as creating you know an individualized list each location that seems like a big challenge
2: well the reason why i mentioned is let's say i'm a subsistence farmer in tanzania I've only got so much land, I'm really constrained by money. Um, I may not be able to sit there and do the calculation of, okay, if I grow this, they need to be spaced eight inches apart. That means I can grow 47 of them and they sell for this much. I may be able to, you know, with your software, if you make it, you'd be able to help those people, let's say, optimize the economics of what they're doing. And if they're hanging on by a thread. if they really need the help and a 10% boost would really help them, this may be super useful to have something like that, you know, just to start in one area.
3: Yeah, I I see what you're getting at. And one thing we do is we offer education to all of our farmers. We work with local experts as we deploy the farms to to provide training for our farmers. And so a, a beautiful example of that actually is our farm in Tanzania. It was a partnership with the World Food Program and it is in a refugee camp. It's one of the largest refugee camps in the world. And the farmers there went through a, a really long training process, several months of learning regenerative farming practices, organic farming practices, um, you know, business models, how to, how to run an agribusiness, how to run a profitable agribusiness. So we do provide that education and training aspect. Um, it's just not something that's part of our data system.
2: Well, when you do the training, I mean, do you keep the training videos so they could be reused? Because that may be helpful too. You know, if you, um, if you just can't get out to a spot, or if you go and do training at a farm in Tanzania, and then you guys have to leave to move on to the next one, you know, why not have maybe a series of videos of the training you did? Maybe just for that farm, that after you leave, they can reference them and watch them again and say, "Oh, I, oh yeah, that's right, I forgot." You have to do that to grow XYZ like or to help them train better. Ongoing. Well, that's why.
3: Yeah, that's why we work with local experts. So the the folks who were doing the training in Tanzania were people from the community in Tanzania who had been farming. We weren't the ones providing that training because, you know, I mean, I'm from the Midwest. I grew up in Milwaukee. I don't know what it's like to farm over there. I don't know the soil type. I don't know the climate. I don't know the pests. And so that's why we think it's so important to engage the local experts who have been farming there, who are there, who are part of the community. And so it's not that we're just, you know, coming in, doing a a quick training and then leaving. They have the experts that they can continue to work with and learn from. And then you know, the people who are learning from them can teach the next round of farmers that's coming into the community. And it, the knowledge is passed on that way.
2: Yeah, what, what happens if, uh, I don't know, one of the solar arrays breaks, or the pump gets messed up, or the Wi-Fi goes out on one of the units? What do people do?
3: Um, so we're available for maintenance for all of our farms. We have not had many maintenance issues at all, but it, we don't just drop off our system and then leave people behind. We are available remotely. We are available to come out to the farm. Have a wonderful maintenance and deployment team that, when the farm arrives on site, goes through training of how to run and and maintain and fix the entire system. Um, we have you know print materials available, both with text and pictures of how to fix things. So we're we're not just leaving people high and dry because, of course, things can always go wrong. But you know um, our, our system. Every single system that rolls out is, is pre tested to make sure that it actually works. And we source technology from the best manufacturers in the game. We, we've spent a really long time developing the relationships, making sure that we're sourcing from the industry's top technology producers um, to make sure that our farmers are getting the best quality product.
2: Yeah, well, I'm sure you do support them. I was just wondering what happens if you, know, you have something great sort of, you have a maintenance program where you can help
3: them out. Okay. It, yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it's, it's very situational, you know, if it, if it's something that, you know, maybe just the water filter needs to be flushed, for example, we can remotely support a farmer through that. Um, and that, and that is something that you can see on the data platform. You, you get a notification that says, Hey, um, your water filter needs to be flushed. You know, the water isn't flowing through correctly. Um, and that's something that would be very easy to remotely support them through. But if it's something like, you know, maybe you had a huge windstorm, and the solar panels got knocked off. Maybe that's something where we would come out to your farm and help make sure that everything was reinstalled correctly.
2: What happens with uh, populations that have like really no no use of technology? They do everything the old school way. How does it work for them? The learning curve, and then you know, what do you notice that they do after they get a farm in a box?
3: I don't know that we've worked with a community that really doesn't have technology experience. You know, we we provide full training on our data platform, but. You know that's an interesting question. I, I don't know that we've worked with a community that had zero technological knowledge. I think that you know technology is so widespread now.
2: Well, maybe not zero, but just less. Like in Tanzania, you know, I would guess that uh, they they probably are not using all first world methods. They probably have at least a mixture of old school and new school. So maybe your system your system sounds like, I mean, totally avant garde. You know, the future type stuff. Was there any disconnect in the, in any of the farms you put in or people are already using that level of technology? And so it was no big deal.
3: Yeah, I don't know if avant-garde is is the phrase I would use. I think that the flexibility of our system lets us integrate seamlessly into pretty much any farm. And it's not like I said, we're not changing the way people farm. We're just providing the infrastructural support for people to continue farming the way that they have been farming for Hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. You know, this farm in Tanzania. We're not going in and saying, "Here's the technology that's going to replace your traditional farming methods." We're saying, "Here's here's solar power, cold storage that you you know it's affordable to run. You don't need to hook up to an electric grid. You don't need to um you know run a a, a diesel generator to power it, which is incredibly expensive. So we're we're providing solutions that people are familiar with that are really easy to integrate. I haven't seen that sort of, you know, barrier that maybe you're, you're imagining.
2: Well, that's good. I wondered if it was there, but if you say it's not, that's great.
3: No, it's a a fantastic question. And I think it's, you know, of of course, something to be aware of is every community is going to work with technology differently and, and receive things differently and and learn about things differently. But, you know, it's not something that we've come across.
2: So what is the, uh, the future of the company? What's next in terms of uh, new units coming out or new projects or new farms to go after like what what's the future.
3: That's a wonderful question. We are we are really focused currently on large scale farms. So, you know, this is timely with COP27 beginning right now and all these conversations about, you know, we need big scale change. And so Farm from a box is a modular system. And and what I mean by that is we can deploy multiple farm from a box systems on the same farm and they can work together and so if you have a farm that's a couple hundred or a couple thousand acres we can provide enough infrastructural support in terms of cold storage irrigation solar power to support your entire operation and so what we're really focused on is providing that turnkey infrastructure to jumpstart sustainable food production on these large-scale farms to to be able to go in and quickly upgrade their entire infrastructure to be more climate smart. So that's what we're really looking at right now: is is opportunities where we can deploy multiple multiple boxes together and have that bigger impact.
2: Are you, are you doing it to reduce emissions, or are you doing it to help them grow more? What is the desire of the places you're working with?
3: Both, <laughs> both, and you know, it's it's that balance. Um, I think that often the conversation about you know yield or sustainability tends to go one way or the other. For us, it's both. You know, we work to help farms improve their productivity, grow better crops, but not have as big of an environmental impact. It has to be both. Farms have to be profitable. They have to be able to produce enough food, but we can't keep doing it in the same harmful, industrialized way that we have been doing.
2: Okay, well, very good. Uh, What's the best way for people to find out more about the company? Where can they go?
3: Farmfromabox.com. We have all of our information about our technology, um, how to get started if you're interested in purchasing a system. Um, We're also on social media. Any social media platform will be Farm from a Box.
2: Okay. Well, very good, Farm from a Box. Yep. Well, Meg, thank you for uh, for coming on and explaining this, and, and I appreciate you being here.
3: Thank you so much.
0: Do you struggle with a lack of focus or energy? The team at Physician Designed knows the feeling, and they can help. Brain Support Micro PQQ and Microactive CoQ10 both use a proprietary blend of PQQ and CoQ10 to maximize the boost you need without any negative side effects. Studies show that Brain Support Micro PQQ and Microactive CoQ10 lower fatigue, anxiety, and depression, while increasing mental acuity and awareness. Feel the difference for yourself today. You can save 30% on your next order at PhysicianDesigned.com. Just use the code Genius during checkout. Again, that's Genius to get 30% off at PhysicianDesigned.com.
1: If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs.